0: We are in part three of our Inner Healing by the Holy Spirit series. I just randomly started this Bible study series to continue to teach on what I think God's been teaching me and highlighting to me about how healing works with the Holy Spirit. So this is part three, and we're calling this part, I'm calling this part, no one else is here with me. Letting yourself create again, letting ourselves create again. So first, I want to read from Psalm... 33 verses 1 through 9, and I love this part of the psalm for several reasons. It says, Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise Him. Praise the Lord, how? With the harp, make music to Him. On the ten-stringed lyre, sing to Him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He's faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him, for he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. I love this song because at the beginning you have all these ways that you can creatively express your praise and your worship to the Lord. Then it says why it reminds us of his character, his goodness, his love, his perfect justice and righteousness. Then it poetically re-describes in verses six through nine, the Genesis creation account. Well, one of them by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And it says he spoke and it came to be. So here we have this interaction with our creator where we're creating to praise him. He's the creator that spoke the universe into being. He put the waters in certain places. He had it all planned out in his ideating mind. And it was, and now here we are, we're created by God in God's image that means part of what that means is that we're creators as well so in my life i would say i'm more obviously a creative but i think we all are and we are all we carry that capacity and we were all meant to be creative so part of inner healing is letting ourselves create again now for me i'll just tell a random personal story about a dream i had recently the lord talks to me Sometimes through my dreams in these kind of metaphoric stories or these visions or symbols or Sometimes pretty directly like in this one. So I was actually the other night Early in the morning hours having kind of a bad dream But I have learned over the years because I dream so much and because the Lord's been teaching me about dreams To use my free will even while I'm asleep. So the human will is a big deal I talk about this a lot But I just kind of remembered that I could say no, I don't want to have this dream So I didn't know I was dreaming in any sort of conscious way But I guess part of me knew I was dreaming because I was like no and then once I decided I didn't want to be experiencing that dream I switched instantly into a completely different dream and here is where the God dream started I was standing around with I think it was three other believers and they were just chatting, and there was this sense of peace in the air, like we were all followers of Christ. That's That was the sense that I picked up on. And one guy kind of looks at me, and he kind of gets this like word of knowledge, and he's kind of smiling, and he says, God's telling me that your main gift is not miracles, which is a funny thing to say, but I was like laughing. I was like, yeah, no, my main gift is not miracles. <laughs> like, that would be correct. And he goes, you're gonna have to let God do that part. And I was like, yeah, yeah, and then I woke up. And to me, that was a really good reminder because I'm on this healing journey, right, with my body and I'm about to start physical therapy and I'm trying to do all the things that I need to be doing in this season to correct some issues that are causing pain in my body. But God was reminding me through that creative dream that actually I need to let him do the miracle part. It was really comforting. I could tell it was him, you know. And when I woke up, I was just like, isn't that so funny? I I guess I was just reminded how God is creative in the way that he interacts with us. And it's just never boring. So we're gonna talk about creativity and some of the specifics of creativity today. And I hope this encourages you to just remember to dream again, remember to create and play again in your life. So of course, we all know that God can innovate and renovate and he has infinite ideas and endless supply. But like I said, what we tend to forget is that we're made in God's image and that means that creative endeavors are part of who we are too. So there are different types of creativity. It doesn't always look like, you know, being a songwriter like me or being an architect. There's so many different kinds of ways we can create and problem solving is even a creative endeavor in our daily lives. So Arnie Dietrich and Albanese psych professional, psychology professional, says that there are these different divisions of creativity. He calls them deliberate, cognitive, spontaneous, and emotional. Another person who talks a lot about creativity is a futurist philosopher named Adam Jorlin. He says there's kind of five kinds of creativity and he breaks them up like lateral, aesthetic, systems, divergent, and inspirational. The point is whether it's our vocation or not, We are all the most alive when we're operating in some sort of creative thinking and creative endeavor somewhere in our lives where we're making something. As kids, of course, play is filled with creativity. Like We naturally are creative and imaginative from birth, (laughs) pretty much. But when we get into our adult years, we can kind of become zombies. Here are some things that I learned or relearned recently in this past year-ish as I was going through the journey of making an album a lot of it a lot of which I was making by myself here in this very room so I had to dig for creativity I had to allow in creativity I had to make space and time for different types of creativity throughout the process because I wrote and that's kind of one type of creativity then I recorded and built and produced and that's kind of another type and then i mixed and that's something I have to dig deep for sometimes to finish the songs I've heard a million times. So, here are some things that helped me along the way and that I thought were cool as I was diving into the topic of creativity over the past year. First of all, I'm reminded that in the Bible, creativity is a priority. So, creativity in design, music composition, and other arts were often commissioned in ancient Israel in the worship of Yahweh. God in his instructions to humans about how he wants to be interacted with is reminding us to use creativity, art, excellence as a big part of the eternal connection between humans and God. And it's a big part of the kingdom of heaven. Any description we have of heaven, there is beauty and created, artistic, moving, alive, colorful creatures and things everywhere in the kingdom of heaven. And uh, of course it's often how he connects with our spirits as we learn to hear from him on the earth too. I recently also heard a really cool episode of Afford Anything, it's a podcast about finances, but Paula Pant is the host and she's very creative. She just does not limit herself in how she thinks and she's super cool. She had on a guest named, I think it was Jeremy Utley. And he's a professor at Stanford who like teaches about creativity and problem solving. And there was a lot of really freeing data that he shared around ideation, giving ourselves permission to dream and and permission to fail and be different and all those fun things. And his central thesis is that in order to come up with better ideas, we need to just come up with more ideas. So quantity leads to quality in creativity so the bad ideas have a purpose and a place right so we have to learn to quit shutting ourselves down when a lame idea comes out of our minds because if we can reframe that to okay i'm one idea closer to the idea i'm going to end up using and not judge ourselves um, because the unrealistic and false expectation of only having good ideas is what makes a lot of adults lose their creativity over time and i instantly resonated with this because I teach music lessons and I've had adult students. And the main difference between kids and adults is their expectation on themselves and their level of anger with themselves. A kid knows he's supposed to be learning, she's supposed to be learning wherever they're at. An adult thinks it's supposed to sound good sooner than it is, and there's almost this self-sabotage that happens because we can't allow ourselves to grow and go through the process of sounding bad first in order to sound good. (laughs) And that's one of the biggest battles teaching an adult is just to literally let themselves love and embrace themselves as if they were a kid learning something new. The way we learn doesn't change when we're older. It just, we just get more judgy with ourselves, you know? I mean, the way we learn does change a little bit when we're older, but not as much as we would think. And Jason Udley would have my back on that statement. He talks about a cognitive bias that most humans struggle with called... The creative cliff effect. People have an expectation that their creativity will decrease over time. Now, research proves this idea wrong, thank God. Creativity can actually increase over time, especially when we're leaning into it. It's the same idea in like a brainstorming session. So they one of the studies that proved this was they brought these people into a brainstorming session about some topic and they told some of them that their best ideas were going to happen at the beginning. And they told some of them nothing. And they told some of them that the longer they kept going, the better their ideas would get later on. So to be persistent in creativity. Well, guess who came up with the best ideas in the study, not only towards the latter part of the brainstorm session, but all throughout, even at the beginning of the brainstorm session, it was the people that were told that good ideas were coming. So the very belief that we have it in us leads to creativity happening. Instead of believing that there's a creativity cliff, that we're slowly decreasing in creativity as we get older, that our best days are behind us, and all of these weird beliefs that we get as adults, the study showed that just believing we have the capability to have good ideas if we keep trying to think led to the best outcome and the most creative ideas. So I encourage you to expect that inspiration will continue to come to you, especially if you're in a relationship with the limitless God. If you have a need for a problem solving type of creativity in your life you can ask God to inspire you with creative solutions and strategies. Have you ever prayed for strategy? Have you ever prayed for creativity? Have you ever prayed that he'd help you think outside of the boxes that you've made yourself to think in that he'd remove you from your perspective and show you something beautiful and new in your life? there's like always a way and he is the way maker because he's the maker (laughs) but we need to sometimes lean in and allow ourselves to co-create with our creative god instead of getting in the ruts and false beliefs that we that we get in sometimes he can renew our sense of wonder and he can help us make mental space and time to dream and draw and write things down i might be teaching a songwriting course soon, and I'm seriously considering making the first assignment to write a bad song. Because of this whole Jeremy Utley podcast that I heard, and because I've seen it so much in my observation teaching over the years, that everyone thinks they have to write something good, and they'd rather they'd rather write nothing than write something bad. And so I think the first assignment is going to be to let ourselves write something bad Don't try to be like, oh, it's so bad and then secretly make it kind of good and clever. No, like literally, what if we wrote purposefully bad songs and got that out of the way and showed ourselves that we didn't die and then freed ourselves up to move on from there and write more songs because we know that more. Basically, the main difference between people who write amazing songs and people who write mediocre songs, they wish they wrote amazing songs. And I'm... You know, still on that journey of somewhere in between those, is they write a lot more songs. The professional, amazing writers that you look up to, they just write more than you. And they have bad songs, all of them. They just write thousands and thousands of them and then use the best ones. It's a quantity thing and it's a creativity thing. And if we get caught up in being efficient, we are going to shut ourselves down completely. Creativity isn't efficient. It's just a game of volume sometimes. So I wanted to end this different devotional that's kind of less Bible-based than normal, but hopefully still helpful, with some small slices for creative habits that you could consider as we are in January and people are thinking about their year ahead and goals and purpose and dreaming and habits. Sometimes finishing things is the hardest part. I've met and talked with and heard of a lot of people who start song ideas, for instance, start projects, start companies, start books. The thing that makes you special is leaning into perseverance and grit and actually finishing the thing. Now. I know Patrick Lincioni says there's six areas of genius and one of them is tenacity to finish things. And I think I have that. And so it may be an advantage that some people have. It may be harder for other people to finish what they started in creative endeavors. But to me, uh, this may sound a little extreme, but like a song isn't really a song until it's like a finished song. Sometimes you just need to get it done. Sometimes done is better than perfect. And the world needs your you know slightly wonky creation sometimes we just need to say no more delay here is what i've made here's what i've created or here's where i'm at and i want to take a small step every few days until i finish this song or creative endeavor sometimes the grit and tenacity to finish is the deal breaker on our creative endeavors and sometimes we need to detach ourselves from the results after that There can be a paralyzing fear of, well, if I actually finish this song or if I actually release the project, then I'm going to see the numbers of whether people read it or hear it or not. We can't control that. You can't control that. What if your goal wasn't to get 3000 readers for your first book? What if your goal was to write books and you focused on your content and your output instead of things you can't control, like the size of your audience. Now, of course, we can influence the size of our audience too, and there's goals that we can control with that in mind. But what if our creativity was not performance-based, approval-based? What if we don't care how much it's received? What if we're creating because we're enjoying our life in God, and He designed us to live fully alive and to make beautiful things and to worship Him with those beautiful things and those fun endeavors and those things that make us feel fully alive, even though we're not getting paid for them, even though no one's hearing it, even though you know you fill in the blank, X, Y, Z, even though you're not as good of a dancer as all the people on TV. God loves His children and watching His children create. This is the joy of the Lord. And this is why it's in the Inner Healing series, because allowing ourselves to create again is healing. It restores us to the childlike faith, the state that we are most able to thrive in. So Charles Lim did a study where he conducted, he's a neuroscientist, and he conducted studies on music improvisation. So like jazz musicians, hip hop artists, people who make up things on the spot. And he said that in their brain, he could see on the brain scan that they had the ability to turn off the part where we self-regulate They turned off the part of their brain that self-regulates and they just let their right brain creative creative section flow. This is why we often get more out of the box ideas when we're half asleep. That self-regulatory, self-limiting I could even say, part of our brain is kind of shut down or minimized and we're just allowing the free flow of ideas and the connection to our subconscious to just go. These artists had figured out that if they let themselves improvise without filtering themselves, without questioning themselves, that it could come more rapidly and be more beautiful in the moment, more creative in the moment. So maybe we have times in life where we stop limiting and over-regulating ourselves and judging ourselves and questioning whether our ideas are useful or practical or will make money. And maybe we just let the ideas flow. Maybe you can get a journal and just write some things that you're grateful for, even silly things. Maybe you can open the Notes app and type a poem, even if you're never gonna show it to anyone. Maybe you can dance to your favorite worship song when no one's looking. Maybe in your car when you're driving, you can talk out loud to God and ask out of the box questions. Maybe when you go on a hike, you could snap a few photos because that's fun to you, even if you think other people might Find them boring. Maybe we can live our lives knowing that creativity is valuable to God and that He's calling us into it this year. Let's invite Him to heal us and restore us back to the creative, playful, joyful kids that we're designed to ever be. God bless you guys. See you next time.